When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. It's transfer deadline day, a day for sitting on your sofa and dunking hobnobs in your tea, a day where serious journalists have sex toys inserted in their ears outside training grounds, and a day where Sky Sports presenters shout the clock is ticking for no good reason, and there are more helicopters flying about than there are in a Vietnam War film. This is Premier League Daily, and we're going to try and wrap up the biggest and most juicy transfer rumours before the window slams shut at 5pm. I'm Jim Salverson, Joe McGraw's over there. Hello. Marley Anderson's over there. Hello. Before we get on to the transfer news, and almost everything we say in today's podcast is likely to be out of date by the time anyone listens to it, but 5pm today, it's Thursday, that's when the window shuts. Mm -hmm. How are we feeling about the new early closing transfer window? It's it's just ridiculous, isn't it? It's a joke in a way. (laughs) Why Uh, don't you like a joke? Well, I just think uh, in terms of what, can still happen in Europe it puts a lot of the English clubs at a disadvantage United uh, could think that we're holding on to Pogba and think that we could hold on to mm. David De Gea and some of our big players but if a Spanish team want to come in for them then they can and you know we've got a man who uh, sits at the top who loves his money so if a £200 million bid comes in for Pogba we can accept that and I'm not too fussed about accepting that but it's just a case of we can't then replace him till January so then you are starting the season off or you're carrying on you'll be about three or four games in before they're winning those shorts mm. you're on the back foot and it just means that I know there's not Champions League football for us this season but even City and the likes of uh, Chelsea they can look at what the other oppositions can do to strengthen their squad and they are still in that disadvantage come the European uh, competition City are going to want to win this one this year mm. they always don't they've done it the last three years but with Barcelona and Real Madrid the big clubs that they're going to go up against still being able to strengthen and City a month of not being able to strengthen 
it just puts them on the back foot. Don't know why we do it. I think it's down to Arsene Wenger. He used well, to kick off a bit. I kind of like it. I kind of like the idea that you know what you've got before the season starts. So every manager has their team before the first game of the season kicks off. They go, right, this is what I've got for the coming season. But you're right, there is a disadvantage there. The Italian transfer window shuts on the 23rd of August. La Liga and Bundesliga on the 2nd of September. When you talk about Man City, perfect example. Leroy Sane, mm-hmm. that deal probably won't be done today if he does end up going to Bayern Munich because he's got a bit of a niggling knee injury that's causing a problem there apparently so it potentially does put English clubs at a disadvantage Marley yeah um, it does and it's does exactly bang on with what you said like it does leave your you vulnerable and not in a place to, to, to strengthen again if you do get one of your players poached but the thing is like we like, when this was sort of coming in and it was like right let's shut the window before the season starts all of Europe agreed on it, and the Premier League were the only ones that actually went and do went and did it. It's like <laughs> sneaky, it's like them saying sneaky like Europeans, oh. no wonder we want to leave. Yeah, it's like <laughs> saying, oh, we're all going to go down and egg the co-op. Are you in? <laughs> and then England went, yeah, we're in. And then he's there with like twelve eggs, egging the co-op <laughs> like hell. And then no one else turns up. It's like we've shut the door on ourselves and we kind of kind of put it on the back foot a little bit. Um, so it, yeah, it does leave especially the the clubs who with potential want away stars you know like Sane for example if yeah. he did want to leave um it's it's you've got to be rushed through today and i don't think it will well it don't it, we can still sell players so yeah. it doesn't have yeah. to be rushed through today but if they're going to well, get a replacement sorry, yeah, in uh, if they want for a replacement yeah, sort of exactly. thing, that's, that's what I'm, i meant yeah well it is what it is 5 p.m. today it shuts we'll probably have all the deals by around 8 p.m. once all the fax machines work and all that kind exactly. of thing but we're going to rattle through a few of the rumors today and a few of the stories that might break over the next few hours and get the boys ratings on whether they're actually going to come to fruition or not let's start off with your team Joe Manchester United and it looks like the saga of Romelu Lukaku will he stay will he go could finally be over 74 million pounds to Inter Milan apparently an agreement's been reached that's enough cash for Lukaku isn't it it's enough cash for Lukaku I'd be very happy with that Um, I'm actually quite happy to to sit here and say that he's going for that amount of money it's just the fact that he's going on the day where we can't really bring anyone in to to strengthen our, our strike force there's a lot talking about the fact that he was overweight yes and the fact that he never really gave a lot for United but he did score 42 goals in two seasons and then them goals have now disappeared and it's up to the the young boys of Rashford mm. and uh, Greenwood to step up to the plate and it's a lot when you're in a season where you need to show that Manchester United is still a top four club uh, obviously building towards the Premier League in maybe five years time you need goals in the back of the net so then to get rid of a striker who's provided them throughout the last couple of years to see him leave and you don't really sign a replacement and put your hopes on an under 20 uh, under 20s player who has had a wonderful uh, pre-season well that's a pre-season so what so there is talent there at United you've got Martial who can score goals we just haven't seen it very often we've got Sanchez who we know is a good player but something's gone wrong since he's come to Manchester yeah you you forget forget he's still there there, don't you yeah you you do forget he's still there but who leads the way who leads the way I mean you look over the road at Pep he has got Jesus coming through the ranks but he's not you know, Aguero is there to sort yeah. of show him and guide him. And if things go wrong, Aguero is all was there in the early stages. And also, it's it's a little bit of pressure to say because it, it, let's just say none of them are scoring, and there's no one to really compare yourself to. Yeah. Rashford didn't put all the ball in the back of there, or Greenwood, or Marshall. Well, we all just had a bad game. But if Aguero's there for Jesus to go, this is how you score, mate. Bangs a load of goals. That makes Jesus hungry for it. Well, the thing is, you and go, that's what does my head in. You look at Aguero and go, he will get 20 goals next season. Yeah, exactly. You bank him on that. Rashford, you go. He might get 10. 
Masonry would might get six. <laughs> it's like you haven't, there are, the goals aren't there. We do not have goals at Manchester United, and we should have spent money on goals. That's what we needed. Okay, we've strengthened our back four, but we haven't put the ball in the back of it enough since Sir Alex Ferguson left. What do you make of the way Lukaku's behaved in the last few days? Refusing to train with United, yeah. going off to and training with a different team. It's bonkers, isn't it? It was bonkers, especially <laughs> as that team is now managed uh, by uh, Vincent Company, uh, obviously playing for City. It was, it was interesting. It just shows that there was no turning back now. There was no rev- revival of his career at United. He made them decisions. He made them public as well. He didn't hide the fact that he trained for Anderlecht, especially in the Anderlecht shirt. He uh, he has uh, crossed his name out before he was sold. Uh, it was a bit disappointing, but if he wanted to go, he's left, and we've actually got an all right figure for him. If he left and did all that, you know, sort of show at Anderlecht and we got 20 million for him, I'd be mm. devastated. Come out, oh my. We paid a lot for him, but now we've got a good figure. I, I'm all right. See so, you later. So, what we're saying, Lukaku to Inter Milan, 74 million. Is it happening, Marley? Yeah. Is it yeah, happening, Joe? Definitely. definitely. 100%. Do we think he's going to be a success quickly in Italy? Do you think? Because he could, he could have been a great player at United, everyone but he, says, he wasn't playing with a good United yeah. team, which is the problem, isn't it? Everyone says he's going to bag these goals, and I know he's been on this podcast and I'll be bag loads. He won't. I'm saying it now. He won't bag goals. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe I'm wrong, but he won't. I think he'll do what he does in England. He'll score against all the poor teams, and he'll come up unstuck against the big teams. He won't score against Juventus. He won't score against AC. Hmm. He'll score against Kiev. Oh, the old flat track bully thing again, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, he'll just bully all the, the poorer defenders. Not everyone's Paolo Maldini in Italy. Right, let's talk about defenders. Let's talk about Arsenal, who have decided to shore up their defence by signing David Luiz from Chelsea, which is like it's like trying to cure diabetes with a wheelbarrow full of Mars bars. It uh, doesn't feel like it's really going to work. 32 years old, he's erratic at best, plays well as part of a back three, has done so for Chelsea last season. But is that the man to sort out Arsenal? Eight million quid's no money if that's the fee that's being rumoured. Eight million's not bad for for any player in in this market. Uh, David Luiz, when when he's on form, he's he's still a top defender. Like when he fancies it, he's mm. he's very very good. But he is he is inconsistent. However, having said all this, I do think he's he's better than Mustafi. He feels like a very Arsenal player, David Luiz, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You never know what you're going to get, do you? You don't know what you're going to get from Arsenal, except you know. I think what's, unexpected. What's happened here is a sort of shift in the. Players controlling the transfer window now, not the clubs controlling the transfer window. Lukaku wanted to go. He made a, a fuss about it. He went to train with another team and he forced the move. Mm. David Luiz wants to leave. Don't know why the Arsenal swap just came out of nowhere, but he's forced Chelsea's hand and now he's going to Arsenal. It yeah, he kind he of didn't sh- train yesterday as well. Yeah, he, yeah. Just, he just didn't turn up for training and said, I want to go. Hey, that's apparently how it came. Back in the day, you'd get probably you know a fine and you'd get a bit of telling off. Or oh, maybe back in the day, you wouldn't even dream of doing something like that. But now the players are sort of taking control of the transfer window and that's the only thing that I'm, I'm like, ah, this is bad for mm. football. I can't work out whether this is a good signing for Arsenal or not. I think eight million is no money. They needed a defender because Kachelny left earlier in the week, but I it doesn't feel like it's the man to sort out Arsenal's defensive issues. He doesn't feel like he's going to be that solid rock, that guy who just sticks his head on stuff that really yeah. Arsenal need. Do you know what? I think? I think honestly, it's a bit of a short-term thing because they've got Saliba from San Etienne, is it? Mm. And um, they're sending him on loan for a year, yeah, so loan they need to someone to plug that gap. And a 32-year-old David Luiz. I mean, by the time when the season ends, he'll be. 33 another year older another you know more miles on the on the clock sort of yeah. thing and i think for this season he'll do better than mustafi would so mm. play him with 
Socrates at centre back, and then Kieran Tierney is a great signing for left back. Has that deal been done yet, or are we still waiting it's, for that? It's really close. By the okay. time people listen to the podcast, it would probably be done, to be honest. Let's go across London, because Tottenham are doing a fair bit of business today, by the looks of it, which could change their window dramatically. Apparently, they have an agreement in place for La Celso. Sessegnon is coming from Fulham. That's been on the cards all season, but it looks like it's going to get over the line very soon. And Dybala apparently as well. After rejecting United, or not rejecting United, demanding all the money in the world for United, and United go, well, hang on a bit, if you don't want to come here, you're not coming. He looks like he could be off to Spurs as well, which, I mean, if they can get those three transfers over the line today, and it's a big if, that's a hell of a window for Spurs suddenly. Imagine them three players on on deadline day. That's, that's got to be I one think of the, the best ever. That. Yeah. They'll get one through. I don't think they'll get all three. I think the Bala move now might be off because... If the Lukaku to Inter Milan move is successful, then Juventus want to keep their striker because okay. obviously getting rid of Lukaku, no, getting Lukaku in would have mean they can offload a striker. But now I, just, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they'll take the risk, especially as Dybala being a bit of a nuisance as well. They might keep him uh, at the club. But yeah, the other two, I, I just think with the time and, and knowing Spurs, knowing that they, they, they sometimes talk a lot, they probably only get one through the door by the end of today. We've talked a lot about Le Celso being, or Spurs potentially being short of striking options. Is Le Celso the man who can come into Spurs and provide those extra goals this season, a bit of support for Harry Kane? No. He's a, he's a different type of player. He's an attacking midfielder. He's basically a replacement for Eriksen. Mm. So if I think if he, they'll definitely get Sessignon, I think, because there's, there's no point in him staying at Fulham because no. he needs to he needs to move on and, and like push forward his, with his career now. But Le Celso, for me... Team seems like a, a guy who you get in if you want to let Ericsson go. The only thing is, it's coming down to the wire now, and to get Ericsson out, unless there's a deal already set up and just ready to, to stamp, it's very last minute. Unless what? they just sell him later on. They get this also in today and say, Right, Ericsson, you're not playing at the weekend because you want to move to Spain or wherever you want to go. Well, that's and what then the rumours are, isn't it? Thing, that yeah. Pochettino has been planning his entire pre-season and his transfers this season on the basis that Ericsson will move at some point. Yeah. So as we said at the top of the podcast, if the windows elsewhere aren't going to shut straight away, there's still plenty of time. In Spain, it shuts on, he says, consulting his notes, 2nd of September. 2nd of so September. So there's plenty so of time to go. You've all got almost a month to get those mm. deals over the line. Yeah. Right, we're going to take a quick break now. We'll be back in a minute with more Premier League Daily looking at the transfers and we're going to kick off with the window that West Ham are having. We'll do that in a minute. This is Premier League Daily. Sports Social. I love my club. Every match, the manager, every player who's pulled on the shirt. Don't just talk to me about football. Talk to me about my one and only. I love my club, but I don't love them up the road. Listen to daily smart speaker updates for your Premier League team and your team only with Sports Social. Get closer to the club you love. Ignore the ones you don't. Just say, Alexa, enable Sports Social and choose your team. Premier League Daily from the Sports Social. Welcome back to Premier League Daily. We're going to look at West Ham next to have made a surprise signing. 
with a player that I can guarantee <laughs> no one in this room has heard of before. I certainly hadn't. Albion Ajit from Swiss side Basel, 8 million quid. Have they signed him? 22 oh. years old, 15 goals scored in 35 games, part of Switzerland's squad that competed in the Nations League as well. Can anyone add any kind of insight on this transfer? Yeah, I can. Oh, wow, go on, I Molly. actually can, because I th- I thought you were going to say that centre-back who you'd signed, that Portuguese one, and I thought, Jesus, I've got no idea who that is. <laughs> I was just about to say, like, West Ham love a bloody a fancy-sounding player who oh, doesn't like quite it, do yeah. it, but... Yeah, Ajeti is is decent. He's uh, what is he? Twenty two. Yeah, he's got a decent scoring record. He's been a prolific at Basel. He was uh, coming. He came through the ranks there. Like Granite Xhaka, Jen Shakiri, Mo Salah have all came through mm. Basel in the past. And then he's moved on. And he's uh, was it eighteen million for eight million. Eight million. Eight million, eight million quid. Same as David Luiz. Like, I'd like rather have no Ajeti than David Luiz. <laughs> in terms of like a low risk transfer, I mean, like I say, I don't know much about Ajeti, but. It feels like West Ham need striking options that he back up for Haller and Chikorito, who will probably play ahead of him. But at the same time, he's a good, cheap option to back them up. Yeah, he's he's honestly not a bad player. Like like you say, you need strikers. Uh, Hernandez is getting on a bit now. With there's been links with him mm-hmm. leaving as well. Javier I Hernandez think he'll stay there, for so. the rest of this season, considering yeah, the amount of strikers we've lost. Yeah. In this window, I think you just You've only need got two, aren't you, so. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you just need a little bit of consistency as well. You can't offload your entire front line and bring a whole new front line in. Yeah. You need something that kind of runs through the seasons to keep the consistency yeah. there. I think Ajeti, he's got a bit of pace. He's he's a bit direct. He'll get in behind, like Haller, for example. Haller's a big man. He'll bring players into the play. I think Ajeti will sort of be mm. the guy who comes off the bench and starts scaring people with 25, 30 minutes to go kind of thing. Um but yeah, he's, he's got high potential. I mean, Swiss, Switzerland have got a very good, like, young core coming through. You know, the likes of Manuel Akanji at Dortmund. He's an absolute baller of a centre-back, fantastic player. Then you've got, like, Ricardo Rodriguez, these kind of players who are, like, in the prime. But the only thing they need now is a striker. And Ajeti is one of the ones that's been pushed towards uh, towards their sort of next big thing. I think West Ham have had a bit of a canny transfer window here. And I'm a West Ham fan, so I might be slightly biased. Say that. But Sebastian Haller, I think, mm-hmm. is a sound signing. I think Pablo Fornals looks quality in pre-season. The defender you're talking about, Gonzalo Cardosa, who's this young Portuguese centre-back, like you say, none of us have ever heard of him, but mm-hmm. really highly rated by Boa Vista. And they've also got rid of some of the Deadwood and people like Andy Carroll and yep. Adrian, who was a great goalkeeper, but at the same time was a very expensive player to have as a backup goalkeeper. Mm. So it feels like they've had a decent window. Yeah, you have to get this with some clubs, the mid-table clubs, who can bring through a selection of players and a group of players that, you know, not only are great on the field, but mould together quite well. I mean, I'm not going to say this is like the new Leicester, but that Leicester City uh, squad, who obviously won the mm. Premier League back in the day, you didn't really necessarily. You say West Ham are going to win the Premier no, League. No, I'm not. That's what I would say <laughs> yeah. straight away. But that, then players moulded together very nicely, and they all complemented each other. If it was from, sorry, uh, like one of those journalists who have their mobile, like eight mobile phones in yeah. front of you. What's Lukaku's the breaking news? Gone. Lukaku's gone. <laughs> Lukaku has gone. There's a person with a dildo approaching you, Joe. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not again. Uh, right. So I was saying that. Uh, yeah, you never know about these players. They could mould perfectly well together, and you could look back at this transfer window. West Ham. That is that is why we're now, you know, a top club who are fighting for a realistic expectations, maybe eighth or seventh in the league. And and if they do mould together well, you, uh, did you say he was, he was young? Would you say he's 22 yeah 
so there you go. You've got a player now who could go on season after season, especially with the likes of Declan Rice in the squad as well. Who you know, you can tell that he loves West Ham and wants to be part of West Ham for the the years to come. There's ambition there, and there is a lot of all the signings under 25 as well. Yeah. Fournell's under 25, Haller under 25. They've gone for a decent age of player. And if they get it right, and when they all come into their peak together, that could be a very scary team. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think West Ham have done quite a, uh, a good little transfer window there. Yeah, right. if, if they all come into the peak together, they can all hand in the transfer request <laughs> and move to Man United <laughs> in three years. <laughs> right, let's rattle through a few final rumours and we can decide whether they're going to happen or not. Express are reporting that Crystal Palace forward Wolf Zahar has now handed in a transfer request and will force a move to Everton. Is that going to happen? in the next few hours is Wolf Sahar going to be a Palace player next season I think he'll get the move he'll, he'll definitely move somewhere do you think by the end of today yeah wow. I think he's just desperate to get out now Yeah, but I don't think it's a very good move for him Everton I think it seems too, to have downgraded a little bit doesn't yeah. it from Arsenal which seemed make, it made sense whereas yeah. Arsenal I mean, I mean Everton are building a Everton throw team. money at everything every year <laughs> and they don't get anybody closer to the top <laughs> four they came I think was it 8th or ninth last season and yeah. it's just like you know it's, it's a big Big jump it to go like from the kind there of player that Everton need either, does it? No, they've Isn't got wingers. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort got... of um, for for United point of view, depending on what she goes for. They, we obviously get a percentage of that, and that moves us closer to our net spend of uh, the transfer. And it means we have spent something ridiculous, like fifteen million pounds. Wow! Because of obviously the sale of Lukaku today, um, with the percentage we take from the Zaha uh, uh, transfer, if that goes through, we've spent money on Maguire, which means we. If you do all the maths, considering we needed to spend money this season, we were actually done all right. Like Woodward has done all will, right. The Glazers will be they very will happy. Be <laughs> what a Christmas they're going to have. Right, Burnley have made an audacious bid to sign Danny Drinkwater on loan from Chelsea. Can you see oh, that one getting over the line? British, Czech, average, Czech, <laughs> Burnley. Just fits, doesn't it? He probably he probably voted for Brexit. So did Sean Dyche. Chelsea need to all lump on to it some towards of their everyone. Players. They can't get anyone in for quite a, for a long time. This now, is what I'm thinking. I just don't know what's going on. What are Chelsea's ambitions here for this season? Or have they sat back and gone, hold on, we probably won't finish in the top four. So let's just give some, like, maybe youth a go. Well, let's give all these players we've got on loan a go. But you're right. It's, if it's if, if you're happen? losing David Luiz, if you're losing Danny Drinkwater, uh, you've already lost Eden Hazard. Yeah. You're, you're getting rid of some it's quite crazy. significant players that could be squad players. Have they still got Steven Sidwell? <laughs> Is he not coming out? <laughs> I think so. And he didn't, have, he didn't have the most amazing season last year. So not only have they lost the manager, they have brought a manager in who's not necessarily done much in the championship. No, very experienced. All right. Um, but saying that his job's been taken or could be taken on by Wayne Rooney says a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you, you look at Chelsea and you really think you scratch your head with everyone else building. I think it's going to be a very bad season for Chelsea this year. Mm. Very bad. I don't know. It could go either way for me. I'm not entirely sure. I think they've got some good youth players and I think if Lampard can motivate that team to play, it will be something that no Chelsea manager mm. has done in about three seasons and he could turn it around. Liverpool, apparently Shakiri could be off to Monaco. Can you see Liverpool letting Shakiri go? I mean, he's not been instrumental in their last no. couple of seasons, but at the same time, they've not spent any money this year. They've <laughs> not bought players in, so at the very least, they're going to want to hang on to the players they've got. No, I think... I can't see that happening. I think with them not signing anyone else, like, why would you then let a guy... They bring him off the bench pretty much every game. Yeah. Like... Yeah, you, I think he cost him 12 million quid and when he went to Liverpool I remember talking to one of my mates who was a Liverpool fan and he was like 
I can't see why we've signed him. He, he was crap for Stoke and he was all this. I said, like, look, he's a squad player. He's not coming into the first team. To bring him on off the bench is great because he's got energy. He's playing for a bigger club than Stoke, so he's going to try. He's going to have his head in the game. And he'll do all right. And he did last season. He, he did all right. He he, come, he didn't play every game. When Mane or Salah was, was out, he came in. He did all right. And then they've got him and Origi as sort of backups to the front yeah. three. They're letting Ryan Kent and Harry, Harry Wilson's already gone to Bournemouth on loan. I think they're letting Ryan Kent go as well. For a very thin squad, they're not going to be letting more players go, are they? Yeah, I can't see that at all, to be honest. Final one. Wolves. I like this rumour. £30 million they've offered Juventus for Italian centre-back Daniel Rugani. Really? That fa- mm, that feels wow. like a massive statement from Wolves if they're trying to get that one over I the line. I love the fact that Wolves are just going up to these like huge clubs just knocking on the door saying, we want him, we want him. Can that you imagine Littroni from Milan? Yeah, we'll have him. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine leaving Turin and then turning up in Wolverhampton? Oh, no. <laughs> Can you imagine oh, that no. culture shock? <laughs> you promised the world though, Bet, when you're the, in these kind of smaller clubs that do have ambition, do have money, go and approach these players who are living the life, uh, obviously playing for Juventus. They got offered the world and more, I believe. Do you know what I mean? Like to to really entice them to come over. But going to Wolverhampton, you're gonna to have to offer them a lot more than the world. Like you know, and be a, you're gonna see him turning up, going, "Who is Connor Cody? <laughs> Who is this?" <laughs> it does feel like Wolves are a team that no one can predict for the coming season. I had a argument slash discussion with Kevin Snaith on Twitter yesterday who was convinced that Wolves would finish in the top four. Yet I think they're going to be lower half of the table. They've made some decent signings, but I think the Europa League is going to be a massive distraction for them this season. They've been playing football competitively for six weeks already mm-hmm. before the season yeah. even starts. It's difficult to see how they're going to repeat what they did last season, let alone build on it. Yeah, it's, it's that thing and it's that balance as well. The, the... It takes a lot out of you, and especially with with it being the first season in Europe in God knows how many years, it's not as if they're used to that balance. And they've got to get it right first time. I think that's why they're they're adding they're adding good quality to the squad and everything, and that's uh, that'll stand them in good stead to to compete on two competitions. But to have to get that right first time is is very difficult. Yeah, and I think they won't. I don't think they'll finish in the bottom half. I think they'll finish about ninth, eighth, or ninth. Mm. Because Everton, you got, you've got to look at Everton strengthening loads, uh, Leicester having a really good squad and still got a new manager and a new way of playing and all that kind of stuff. Might bring in a new centre-back as well to replace yep. Maguire mm-hmm. in the next few hours. Yeah, maybe someone like Lewis Dunk or someone like that. So, you know, I think there's there's a lot of competition from clubs that haven't got that distraction around around them for that sort of 6th, 7th, 8th, them, them sort of spots. Boys, before we wrap up, who do we think is going to have had the best transfer window? By the time it slams shut in not a few Newcastle. hours' time. No, not Newcastle. Who do you think's done the best business so far this window and potentially towards the end of the window? Hmm. I'm going to say well, it's not United. And I don't think any of the top four clubs have actually done anything spectacular. City have done the odd signings, which will make their uh, squad better. Nothing to the extent I think will help them win the Champions League, I'll tell you that, which I w- was scratching my head to think. I think they need a bit more of a spark in there to get them past that line. So And, and you can rule out United and Arsenal, Chelsea, you can't even sign them. Arsenal one. have a decent L- win, though. They've got Pepe in, if they get David Luiz in. Yeah, well, they've got a poor squad in general. <laughs> Liverpool obviously haven't signed anyone. Spurs can't really say that. So the, the, the big clubs have really done 
Not much, considering the European big clubs have made a lot of moves. Mm. So you've got to look at a team maybe like Everton or even Leicester, who have gone on and picked certain players that have strengthened their squad and will uh, make them a dramatically better team next season. Marley, who are you going for? I, I agree with that. I think Leicester. Mm. Um, if Spurs... Depends on what time listening to this. Uh, if Spurs don't get... It's a big if, that. If they it? get Sessegnon, that's fine. But I still think I still think Leicester have done slightly better. But if if Spurs get like Sessignon and Lacelso, then I think maybe maybe them. But as of things that I know that I, th- I think will definitely work, Leicester signing Iosi Perez uh, for backup to Vardy and, and even another mm-hmm. option to Vardy and Yuri Tielemans uh, as well. And then hopefully they'll probably get a centre back as well today. So I think they they've strengthened the most. They look the most threatening and. Uh, I think they could have a great season. Yeah. I think City have just done really well this transfer window. They got Rodri in earlier, which mm-hmm. is a defensive midfielder they needed mm-hmm. to replace Fernandinho or certainly back up Fernandinho for this season and then replace him in the future. I think Cancelo, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, the, Jean Cancelo. You know, Juventus left back, left back they signed yesterday, who I think, sorry, right back, who I think will be an absolute quality signing for City and from what I hear will fit in perfectly with Daniello leaving as well and then they've got Scott Carson on loan hey, hey, <laughs> what more hey, do you want that's hey, your I, perfect window funny funny little side story uh, I played at the same club as Scott Carson growing up <laughs> he you? grew up he, yeah we played for the same club he was a couple of years older than me a couple of age groups older than me but hey, he was one of the he's the second best thing to come out of Cleet and Moore did you ever I'm score past Co- Scott Carson I think Honestly, oh, here we go. No, honestly, like when it's like when you say you had trials for <laughs> Dumbarton or something. I think when when we used to play on a on a Thursday, we were I, I was like the under tens, and once there was a under sixteens keeper, like because they come off the pitch just before us. Yeah. But he stayed. There was this keeper who I didn't know his name at the time, but I'm putting two two and two together, Make none of us could <laughs> none of us could bloody get it past him, except me. <laughs> except me. Run up one yard away and just absolutely hammer it. Good story. Right, Marley, Joe, thank, thank you very you. much. Thank, thank you. you very much for listening to Premier League Daily. Make sure you click subscribe. There is a new episode available every single day of the Premier League season so make sure you never miss a show and we'll see you next time don't forget to get us on Twitter at The Sports Social subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode with the Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.